Hey, this is Kitchen Conversations, Episode 1. Join us. Even when somebody go away, the feelings don't really go away. That's just the way. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. This is Nerea Otiano and the lovely Tia. If you'd like to introduce yourself. A.K.A. Queen Latia. Queen Latia. A.K.A. The boo of all bays. <laughs> I wasn't aware of the second one. Um, the boo of all bays. That's nice. Um, but we have... Some of you might know that we are best friends who, through our own personal ambitions and endeavors, have now pulled each other away from... <laughs> from each other. I guess I, guess <laughs> I left you. <laughs> You definitely left me. I think that's I left yeah. You. Um, and uh, it's 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 weird, you know, when you go from being able to hash out the entire world with someone and you see them all the time and every day and talk about events and politics and culture, and then that's gone. So we wanted to keep doing that, and we thought one of the best ways would be in this here podcast. And we thought maybe people would want to listen in, and maybe they don't. You know, they probably don't. They probably but don't. Most... But like, if if we have like two listeners, I think that's. That's a, that's a good benchmark to start with. Shout out to mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I... This is so weird, like, because I don't hear my own voice, but um, I'm kind of happy about that because I feel really yeah. uncomfortable about hearing my own voice, um, which is weird because I have a pass as an MC, but, yeah, so... That's not weird. It's a, it's a human thing. Yeah, I guess. Um, so, yeah, Nerea, we're, like, finally in the same time zone. This is amazing. Yeah, well, I'm actually one hour ahead of you. But Are you we're now? Close. Yeah. I think if I was in Cape Town, then I'd be, I'd be in the same. But in Johannesburg, it's, uh, yeah, I'm GMT plus three, plus two. So it's, it's summer in, jo- are we calling it Josie? I'm calling it Josie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's you care to elaborate why you want to call it Josie? <laughs> uh, sure. Well, let's... Okay, so everyone, um, I left... T and I met in Denmark, ended up in Copenhagen, and then I left to move, potentially, to South Africa, and I'm currently in Johannesburg, a.k.a. Joburg, a.k.a. Josie. And the reason I want to call it Josie... Since you asked here. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, if you say Johannesburg, that's like a straight giveaway. Like, no one here calls it that. That's like if you're from out of town or any of that sort of stuff. So most people will shorten it. And when you speak English, everyone will call, will say Joburg. Right. But if people are speaking tribal languages, they'll usually say Josie. Yeah. Um, and I just think Josie sounds cooler. So yeah. I like Josie. And it's shorter. I like it, too. Um, and I think, uh, the last time when we were like on the phone with each other was, um, you had actually just arrived and I was in an airport in Milano, um, because like an idiot, I just missed my plane and I was supposed to be in Marrakesh with my family. Um, sorry, mom and dad. Um, and, uh, there go those two listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's all up to you now. It's all up to the Ateno clan. Um, so you had just like arrived in Johannesburg and basically discovered that you were living in the hood. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, big shout out to our friend Guku who picked you up and drove you to your new place. And then promptly left when like a fight broke out across the street, <laughs> and he was like, "All right, so you're good. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, good but yeah, thank you, Nagoku. We actually went out for drinks on Sunday as well. We had burgers and drinks. It was nice. Nice. Um, yeah. So then I found I knew I knew I was wasn't gonna be in like you know the penthouse of, jo- of Josie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was definitely. I mean, it's definitely different than Copenhagen. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you don't walk on the sidewalk unless it's a busy street. Otherwise, you're walking in the middle of the street. Like, everyone's just walking in the middle of the street because you don't stick to the ends. Yeah. Um, plus, the sidewalks are covered in trash. Uh, every door has, like, three locks. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. But it's, I mean, people are cool if it's daytime. <laughs> if, it's, <laughs> if it's nighttime, I don't think anyone's cool. I'm giving them all, like, super sketch side-eye. So, like, what are you doing now? Because, obviously, you don't have a car. Are you just, like, Ubering your way around the city at night? Like, how are you navigating the city? Yeah, I definitely Uber at night um, and during the day, actually. It's, so, it's a big... This is one of the things about about Josie that I didn't know. It was that it's... It is really huge. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... A lot of the people that live here aren't from South Africa. And especially, yeah. actually, the area I'm in as well... Um, there's a lot of Zimbabweans, there's a lot of people from Botswana, there's Mozambique, there's... Mm-hmm. Joburg's a big, like, working city. Um, right. And so, it's kind of like Milan in that way, actually, that it is, people have this idea that it's going to be maybe like Cape Town, or it's Africa, and it's this and that, the same way. People think Milan will be like Venice or Rome, but it's yeah. like, no, there's things going on there, there's factories, there's workers, there's... Um, it's in a, and it's really bustling. Yeah. So everyone has cars, also because it's so big. Mm. Um, everyone has cars, and so Uber has been around. I asked my driver yesterday, and he said it's been around for about three years, but I think it's only really picked up traction, like this year. Um, and mm-hmm. it's definitely like for the a certain level and above. Um, yeah. Mainly because internet data is so expensive. So if you're trying to have your three G on all the time, that's right. costing you mad cash, and so a lot of people can't do that. Right, and also you need a credit card. I mean, I remember this was one of the like major issues that we had when um, we did this festival, this urban festival in Jordan last year. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that you actually need a credit card and you need like you need a, a proper, you know, certified credit card to even have a Uber account. So mm-hmm. this is, I mean, this is a challenge that I think it's also with everything. Is you know, with if you want to. Um, order something online or whatever like if you don't have a credit card you're not able to take part of those services so obviously there's a lot of people who are not able to use them as well which like major major parts of the developing world um, are just not able to be part of that so-called new economy right Um, even they have like three or four smartphones themselves exactly yeah exactly okay while i did that i was like tapping my phone really hard so (laughs) That might not have come out, but anyway, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> Try and edit that out. Um, yeah, it didn't work. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, now that we've talked a little about, about where I am, mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons why I know we want to talk about this is because you're also thinking of making making a move. Yes. And uh, 
what's what's I mean besides clearly being lost like Robin Thicke and so lost without me um <laughs> obviously what would be what's what's uh what's scratching at that little heart of yours I mean, so my life has basically become like one big administrative task with like just bureaucratic like micromanagement with prepping everything that I need to do before going to Paris. Um, and it's, you know, it's weird because I've had this like love story with Paris, you know, for 10 years. Yeah, for 10 years. The first time I decided to live for a little while in Paris was in 2006. Um and since then, I've kind of like, you know, like I've been flirting a little bit with Paris. Like I've been there, you as know. As Tia does. As Tia does. Um, you know, like spending a few months here and there, like getting in on some projects, doing my freelance shit, whatever. Um, but I've just, I've never really had the guts to actually make the move. And I think it's, it's just also like the older you get, because... I'm a little bit older than you, Nerea. Just a little. Just a little. Um, and I think, like, when you get to this point in your life where you've become um, so stable and so comfortable, like, I have a mortgage, you know, like, I have an actual mortgage. Um, it's it's harder to make that move. I mean, I've spent my entire life since I was literally born jumping around the world, living in different places, Um and I'm used to that sort of movement, but I think just the idea of like actually moving to another place for real um, mm -hmm. and realizing like all the adulting that you have to do that comes with that is just, yeah. it's just, it's so not fun. Um, yeah. And you, you have to be so incredibly like motivated to do it, you know? It, yeah. it's, it's like a whole different level of like, okay, this is what I want. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking go for it. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to that place, you know? So it's just this, it's a decision that I, that I just, I kind of made and it's, it, but it's been in the back of my head for a really long time and now I've made it. Um, but just because I've made the decision, it doesn't make the fear less. And I think yeah. especially this fear of like, how am I going to live? Like, how am I going to yeah. feed myself, you know? Like, <laughs> I think one of, the, one of the big things is that, like, for this move, when, I think people associate picking up and moving your life with this, you know, yeah. young, free sort of way where you, exactly. where you don't have all these restrictions when you do it, which is true. Like, it's definitely a lot easier when you're younger or a student or you, your living expectations are much like to sleep on someone's floor for a month. You don't really care. And now exactly. you're like, oh, the stove better be gas. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> there better be some close up in here or else I ain't cooking. <laughs> is this not marble countertop? What is this? Um, but, uh, that you still want, you still need to have that sort of flexibility in terms yeah. of building a social life, but you mm. need to have that yeah, more adult aspect in terms of, yeah, I want to work when I'm there. And if I'm working there, what's the tax system like? And if I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to be paying taxes in two different places? And if so, how do I file this and how do I file that? And that it does have all this new administrative stuff, but then mm -hmm. you still have to tap into that, like, super young, reckless, I'm a do what I'm a do sort of a feel. Mm -hmm. um, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a song about love uh, by our boy... Most deaf, now known as Yasin Bey. But on the last album, The Ecstatic, when he has that one line, this one verse where it's like, if you were to fall in love, 
where should you plan to stand to begin with? And it's kind of like this, like, so when you're going for this leap, Mm. um, where, like, do do your feet, do they need to be set? Do you need to be in a good place? Is it better if you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing anyway, so let's take a jump. Exactly. And I think it's, yeah, it's that whole sort of, how am I supposed to be before I, before I go, before I do this? Exactly. Um, And I think there's also just this, this very real reality of, like, when you're a freelancer, um, you know, depending on what you do, obviously, you know that, you know, there's going to be months that are tougher than others. And, you know, but I think what's really difficult is the fact that um, you rely on your on yourself and on your own skills. And that means that if your skills are not up to par or you're not able to sell those skills in a convincing mm. way, like you're out of a job, you know, mm. um, and it's I think it's that adds to the stress of like moving somewhere else, like having to build a whole new network, um, you know, kind of figuring out like who is And as who. a freelancer, the network is all you have. Like your network exactly. is your paycheck. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's also like, you know, people always say like, when I talk about this like fear of failure, you know, people are always like, yeah, but you know, like you're not your job. It's like, but I am though. But like, am. you know, like, okay, if I was a doctor, like I could be, you know, I could do something else in my private life and people would just see me as like Tia, the doctor. That sounds really well, good, cool. by the way. Cool um, bitch. Yeah, exactly. But that's, that's not the case. Like I am my job. So yeah. all I have to fall back on is myself and my skills. And that just, it makes it even scarier to do that in a place where you're not familiar with mm-hmm. the culture a hundred percent or you're not familiar with, you know, how, like, how do I, like, where do I step in and how do I present myself? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of scary. Like I'm, what I'm trying to do as I always do, cause I'm such a freaking Virgo and I need to like organize everything. We're both Virgos by the way. I, we are, we are. September. Mm-hmm. The month um, of the beautiful babies. As they say. As I say. <laughs> um, as they've seen. Exactly. Um, you know, I think I like I, what I'm trying to do now is I'm I'm trying to build up a list of like, you know, obviously like okay, where could I offer my services, um, mm. but also just kind of kind of thinking beyond that of like, how can how can I present what I do in different ways as well, um, because I feel like you also you get stuck in this rhythm of like. Oh, you know, like, oh, hey, uh, my name is this. I do that, and then that's mm. that's all you present. And I mean, we were we were talking about this in my kitchen in Copenhagen, like um, a couple of months back. You know, of like this, how do you make this presentation, right? And mm. and so adding adding to the fact that I am now moving to a place where English isn't even what they fucking speak, because they literally do not speak English. I'm gonna have to start doing this in French. I was like, nah. <laughs> no, like it's gonna be tough. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well. Anyway, um, I was reading this quote <laughs> that you. I think you sent this to me actually, um, which basically says that a dream is your creative vision for your life in the future, and you mm. must break out of your current comfort zone and become comfortable with the unfamiliar and the unknown. Mm. Um. I think you sent this to me. Did I send you? I mean, I could have. I, I think you did. It sounds like I, some kind of. I don't think I said it. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm not going to give you that much credit. Okay. You sent it to me. I mean, um, <laughs> I'm on my way around some adjectives and nouns, but uh. 
you are a writer, but I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, I really like that quote. And I think that we have to, especially these days when, you know, we're, we're becoming more and more narrow in our way of living. I think that mm. even if shit's really tough and it's scary to take a leap, I think we still just, we have to, we have to hold on to our dreams yeah. and we have to try you know, we at least have to try and, and make the move. I think also it comes to the point of, of actually doing something. I mean, to throw around another quote, uh, the good, the good late David Bowie, um, mm. in an interview, he was talking about, someone asked, like, how he made the music he makes. And he's like, he talks about how when you're, when you're walking in a pool or walking in water, and you can always feel it, and you feel fine. And then there's that one second, like that first time that you take that step, and you're not quite tall enough mm. anymore. And there's that like drop in your stomach, and yeah. you know that what's safe is right behind you. But now you're in this, and he says, "That's where I operate. That's where I get to that feeling of like, ah, maybe I shouldn't be here." And and it is. It's that scariness. It's that. I mean. There's all these things that you never know what you can do until you're put into a position. Like, I don't think anyone yeah. truly knows how fast they can run until they're scared. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure people have broken Olympic records on a lot of different, like, you know, <laughs> city streets. Um, and it is this, this feeling of, like, having to push yourself in order to, in order to bring something out. Otherwise, you don't have to do anything different. You don't have to do anything new. Um, and so maybe, maybe, maybe now, you know, when you have to talk and we have to speak in French, when you have to present yourself in French, you have to present a different side. Mm. There's going to be a part of Tia that doesn't have to come out in Swedish or Danish or English. Yeah. And one of that, part of that's going to be just because of what the language itself allows, but it also is because of the mindset it puts you in. And, and that's exciting. And it's, it is scary. It is mm. really scary. I'm trying to, I'm over here thinking like, should I learn Zulu? <laughs> and, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. Like how, how, cause you, you've only been there for like, what, 10 days now? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, about that. Yeah. How, how are you, like, how are you finding it? You know, and how are, are people, do people, first of all, do people immediately register that you're an American? I'm curious to know. Uh, no, I, it's, it's, I've been trying to figure out as well because it kind of shifts. Okay. Yeah. There's sometimes, sometimes people will like look at me on the street and I don't know if it's just cause like I dress different or maybe I'm like not following the girl. It's cause you're beautiful. <laughs> well, <thank laughs> what are you, you talking about? You. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, I mean, there's a, seriously T like there's so many good looking chicks here. It's ridiculous. I got a whiplash. It's terrible. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh yeah. I saw that in your mail, but you said that the dudes are short. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sorry. not good. We don't like that. You don't need to, you don't need to be distracted every day. Um, but no, it's, there's a lot of time, like people will come up and say something to me and sometimes they'll, if I speak first, then they know right away because of my accent. They don't mm. typically think that I'm American. They just know that I'm not from there. Um, or at least, I don't know, it doesn't come out right away. They don't usually say, like, oh, are you from the States or something like that. Mm -hmm. They just say, where are you from? Um, okay. But in cool. general... Cool, so isn't like, that really nice? I mean, because, at, you know, let's be honest here, like, part of the reason why um, you left Copenhagen and then left America was to kind of be in a neutral ground, or at least to be able to present yourself to a crowd that didn't have a lot of... Um, you ideas, if we were. 
No, but like, yeah. like not, not just talking about like blackness or like your identity as such, but basically you being in a part in a community or in a room where people are asking the question of like where are you from rather than already assuming where you're from. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's that was definitely and it's nice to be able to to like just I had never experienced what it's like to be part of a majority. Like just yeah. the amount of things that that affords you, the amount of things yeah. that slips. Um, yeah. And that's really cool. Like it's a great, very liberating feeling to walk mm-hmm. into a room and have like no that if anyone's looking at your hair, they're like, oh, I wonder if I should do a line like that. Not like, oh, how did how does that happen? Or how can does I she, touch or, your hair? Can I touch it? <laughs> no one, no one's asking those questions. And yeah. No one's doing those things. And yeah. Um and. Uh, this is probably for another podcast, but it's also like no one is assuming my intelligence based upon my color, which is because mm-hmm. everyone's, you know, and that's that's something that I think is the biggest thing that 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 I had to struggle with both in the States um, and in Europe. Yeah, uh, that I think people assume a certain thing. But here it's like you can't assume the whole country <laughs> is a certain level or not. And yeah, Um so do you now feel like, I mean, I know it's still we're like really early in the process and like you're still just like basically just trying to like navigate the city or whatever, but do you feel already now that like, that like you have to, like that you have to work harder to stick out in a way? Uh, no. Or do you, or do you just, do you just generally feel unique? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think for one, one of the big things is that I stick out because I don't know anyone. Right. So already people are kind of like, why is that chick alone? Like, <laughs> what is she? And then, and I think just like the way I move, the way I just like navigate a room and look around is different than they do. It's not like crazy different or anything like that. But it's, um, yeah. But I mean, people will come up and say like, I thought you were from here. And then they'll look at me for like three seconds and be like, okay, no, you're not. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I still... That's the nice... Well, that's another... Okay, so this is another very good thing about moving is that you get to... You get to kind of... There's an advantage in the in the cards you get to play. Mm. Whereas, like, for you, in certain places in Paris, you can go and everyone's going to think you're a Parisian and you can speak all the French you want and be cool. Mm. And as soon as you're like, actually... <laughs> then you can kind of turn on an accent or decide to speak in English or to speak in Danish and you can choose your exoticism and you can choose how much you want to fit in, which exactly. Yeah. You can choose the degree of assimilation that like you yeah. want to take part in or not take part in, which, which is a privilege, man. Like it's a Very privilege. So. Yeah. I mean, I can, I mean, I'm living in the hood, right? So then I act a certain way here, walking yeah. the streets and then I can go, there's this precinct that's close by called Malbening yeah. and no joke on the, <laughs> on the website, it officially says arts gentrification precinct. Like, they just went, like, like let's not bullshit <laughs> and it is it's very like it is right in the middle like it's so close to where I am like people get murdered in this park sort yeah of thing. yeah everyone's like oh be careful about that park people get murdered murdered like once a month I'm like all right thanks mm-hmm. um and it's maybe a four minute walk from that yeah <clears throat> and then suddenly it's just like celebrities and people are like oh yeah he's in this soap opera and this guy does that and everyone it's just like suddenly a bunch of white people and a lot of Indians and yeah. everyone's just like dancing around drinking and I'm like what in the world yeah there's tons of galleries and it's cool like it's a cool spot but it's definitely like 
who got moved out of here for this. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's kind of a global issue, right? Doesn't matter yeah, if you're in uh, if you're in Josie or you're on, in Copenhagen. Yeah, uh, anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Um, but it, there's just like the, the transition of me being who I am here to then just like walking, and then when I get there, my walk changes. Like as soon as I get close, yeah, the hips start sashaying instead of like <laughs> instead of just trying to move quick, you know. And and it is a privilege that that we have in order to. I mean, everyone does this regardless of where they're from. You're mm. always switching who you are based upon who you're talking to and, and, and that sort of thing. But it definitely gets amplified when mm. you move. And I think what's cooler is that then you also start knowing you start knowing those things yourself. Because before, you know, you just do it. It's just kind of like second nature. And now right. it's, it's more of a choice. Right. Um, that I guess you see the layers of your personality and the layers of what you can bring. Um, yeah. I mean, there's definitely also, like, uh, a negative side to that of, like, it just, it kind of makes me think about, you know, how when you're a woman and you're walking home late at night and you're alone, you also change the way you walk and you change your posture and, you know, you might look down instead of up or, you know, you might be looking over your shoulder and, like, you try to make yourself smaller, basically, to not be noticed. Um. So there's, I mean, yeah, there's definitely different aspects of, like, changing your personality according to where you are or, you know, aspects of your your personality, which is really interesting. But I think, um, I think, I think it's good to be aware of it and, and, because, like, it's, like, kind of like you don't have a, you don't have a choice. Like, it's not a choice, you know, to, um... To it's a choice when you strut your stuff, but then when you don't want to strut your stuff, it's no longer a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it's just yeah. like it's imposed upon you. Um, but but you, I mean, because we were <laughs> we were talking about this, I was just like we were like writing, I think, or uh, messaging on Facebook, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, like you'll you're like you're good, like just don't get raped, you know, like. But this is like <laughs> this, or like don't get yeah. AIDS, but yeah, that's yeah. a different different story. Um, <laughs> But, um, <laughs> but, um, there go the other two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, maybe, <laughs> maybe we should talk about because now it's getting very pessimistic. So, why don't we just like roll straight into more pessimism and talk about. Okay, so, like, we have this, like, side-eye thing. So whenever something is, like, we're not feeling it, we we basically have a side-eye moment. So um, what is your side-eye of the week? My side-eye of the week is, uh, yeah, let's keep the pessimism rolling. Besides this, besides you just making that statement. Just <laughs> <laughs> but my side-eye is, uh, I don't, did you hear about... <clears throat> How Hulk Hogan is suing Gawker for no. invasion of privacy. Okay, so no. Hulk Hogan is suing Gawker for invasion of privacy for posting about a sex tape that he had with uh, his former best friend's wife. And one of the... <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's not actually even the side eye, but you're giving a good one right now. I am. Um, <laughs> so one of the editors of Gawker in one of his video testimonials basically, like... 
he kind of just like plays down child pornography and is like, yeah, oh well, it's not really God. newsworthy unless they're under four. And then what? <laughs> what? Heavy side eye. And then he says he was more than side eye. That's just like bulking. Um, but then he said that he was joking and that it was sarcasm. And of course, he doesn't actually mean that, but he's not going to strike it from his testimony. So my side eye is about anyone just like making fun of child pornography. And not to, okay. Never okay. To, in a deposition about how the newsworthiness of a sex tape. And it's like, yo, bro, <laughs> I don't think any sex tapes are really like newsworthy at all, as a matter of fact. Like, no one I gives can't a shit, especially one. not when you're like a 68 year old wrestler. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my <sighs> heavy side. That's my side eye of the week. God, you got my blood pressure up with that one mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my side eye of the week is obviously, like, this whole Trump madness. Oh, that's a side eye of the decade. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, up to this point, I've kind of chosen to ignore it because, I've like, we've had this discussion, I think, um, a couple of times, and I've told you, I'm like, there's no way that, like, Trump is going to win or, like, he's not even going to, you know, come close or whatever. Which I still stand by. I don't think he will. <clears throat> but um, this is, it, it's, there's two things. There's two sides. Because this one thing is that the fact that media is reporting so heavily on like every single thing that he does. Which just basically inflicts more hate and like more discussion. And it's, I'm just like, we don't even need to have this discussion because he's just not going to be part of this establishment. Like it's not going to happen. So we don't need to talk about it. Um, but, um, so I don't know if you saw this photo. Um, it's been like on social media the, the last week, but there's been all these rallies and there's been, um, a lot of protesters that have come out to, to the Trump rallies. Um, and yeah, we've basically just seen racism like blossom in a, like a whole like on a whole nother level. So there's this photo um, that I saw, um, which basically has uh, a bunch of like I don't know, like probably like mid forty uh, like white American chicks with T-shirts that spell out "Make America White Again." Mm. Have, you, have you seen this? Mm-mm. Okay. So this was this was part of a rally, and and then there's all these other videos flourishing um, online where protesters have basically been beaten by uh, Trump rallies. So obviously, yeah. like like black people that were at these rallies uh, protesting, and it's just it's so insane. And then I saw like there was a there was a tweet about it, um, uh, like I think yesterday. Which said something like, you know, in a way I'm thankful that media is bringing these pictures up because it just shows us the racism that's always been there. You know, this is not new, but now it's actually coming out and like it's being exposed. Um, So, yeah, that's that's my side of the week. I'm just like, it's just unbelievable. Like, I don't know, like what's happening. Okay, so um, perhaps we should... Yeah. Yeah, I can I can I can transition to that because as you were saying we have our side eye that we also have like our yay moment, right? Yay. Um, <laughs> yay. <laughs> to try and build us up and if, if whether that's a new type of gin coming out or 
No, my yay moment is that the same day that the Chicago protests started so that Trump couldn't have his rally, um, San Francisco announced it's like organizers for their pride festival which is the biggest pride festival in the states yeah one of the biggest ones in the world and they made black lives matter um they're like marshall like they're a person that will be doing the whole thing which is a crazy 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 honor mm-hmm. and in terms of at the same time when this guy is calling protesters like a nuisance and other people saying that they're very divisive i'm very 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 proud that san francisco and the whole lgbtqi community is like no like we're on the same side on the same team yeah that's that, awesome that is what pride is about and that is what america is about and it is about just acknowledging the humanity of people and mm-hmm. that's a very big yay for me that's awesome. That's great. Um, so my yay moment is completely apolitical and completely not serious. But I've just discovered, since, you know, I love Instagram um, and I love hashtags. So did you know that there... Okay, I'm not even going to explain it to you. I'm just going to say this and then you and are probably one listener by now um, <laughs> might check it out. Okay, so... Next time you're on Instagram, just hashtag Eggplant Friday. Eggplant Friday? That's all. That's all I'm going to say. All right. All right. You heard it there first, folks. Well, right. thank you all for joining us. Um, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next, the next round. Maybe we'll be drinking wine that time. Who knows? I mean, I, I think that's kind of what it should be, you know? Um, but it's just that now <laughs> I'm... authentic. It needs to be authentic, and and also I think next time we do this, I will probably be in my new home in Paris. That's true. So it will make a lot of sense to throw a little bit of rosé in there. Un peu de, un petit peu de vie. Exactement. Exactement. Um, so yeah, catch you on the flip side and keep it wavy. Stay cool. Keep it wavy. Oh goodness. What? <laughs> Ways don't die. Let me grab. Crash you for a 